day we just go viral for this. That'd be pretty cool. For this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This podcast is not going viral. It is fun to do, and it is generally the best part of my week, but it's not going to go viral. It's gone viral in my heart. It's one of my favorite parts so of So it's my like week meningitis. like us to be compared to something a little bit better than meningitis. Okay. Uh, is there, are there good viruses? Ow. They're a hot mess. I know. Well, my headphones keep falling off my this head. This is a professional podcast studio on a wagon next to a cornfield and a sewage pond. Ew. Good thing the wind's blowing towards Chappelle as opposed to away from Chappelle. Nice. All right. Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. We are in a cornfield. It's wonderful. What's I'm our, Ellie Hicks. I'm sorry. What's the name of our show? What did I say? Oh, here's a little marketing for you. You said for you. Here's you said here's a little marketing for you. Oh my goodness! Jeez. I'm so sorry. My slang. We're is We're literally practice. Midwesterners out in a cornfield doing a podcast. All right, take two. Bloop. Hold on. There we go. Welcome back, everyone. To oh, here's a little marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks. And I'm Sarah. And I'm John Young. Each week, we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. And this week is super fun. We're in a field. We're outside. The weather's beautiful. We're losing our minds a little bit. Um, And we thought it would be really fun to kind of take you through and talk about some of our frequently asked questions that we get. Um, Kind of higher level. Some of them may seem silly, but they're all valid questions. uh, And we have answers. So we have thoughts on that.com. It's true. Um, So... Let's just jump into it. Let's do it. With the best one, us as a web design company. Uh, do I really need a website? Yes. See. Period. All right, next question. I no? agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a really interesting question because I think that with the rise of social media, some small businesses think that, I know I'm just looking off into the distance instead of looking at you guys. No, I was looking for my water, but continue. I'm listening. Um. With the rise in social media, I think a lot of small businesses think that they no longer need a website and instead they can just like have an Instagram or have a Facebook page and like that will be sufficient for their web presence. It's not. Um, and don't get me wrong, like we ha- we are a web design company and we've talked about like there will be a day when there are no longer websites and there's something else. I don't know when that will be, but I do not think that the replacement for websites is social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, early on, you know, 2010-ish when I started this, my initial kind of a comparison was all think about all the companies that spent all of their marketing budget on MySpace and how that worked out one day when everyone left MySpace. You're like, oh, no, I've made a grave error. Mm-hmm. And then all my money is just wasted because just, it's, just, it's just Justin Timberlake and what was the, what was the guy on MySpace? <clears throat> Tom? Tom, yes, thank yeah, you. I, I never got on MySpace. I was like right in the middle of the mm. MySpace. I missed out. I was big into MySpace. And same thing for Facebook. Like Facebook used to be the thing for small businesses, but then Facebook said, hmm, we need a way to make money on this. So uh, Young's, for example, 115,000 people plus like our page. Uh, when we make an average post, 3,000 people see that. You know, uh, above average post, sometimes it's like 20,000 people see it. And that's still like, what, 20%? 15% of our total audience, people that have opted in to seeing what we say. Whereas a website, it's there for everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I agree. I've con- I've lived in fear over the past probably seven years of like, oh no, next year is going to be the year that websites aren't a thing. Still not this year. Probably <laughs> won't be next year. And the good news is, is the way that technology gets adopted, uh, even if websites weren't a thing tomorrow, they'll still be around for another five years. So mm-hmm. you ladies are in luck. 
we've got websites to build for at least five more years. Okay, good. I, I mean, if time. anything, I think that like what's on a website and how it's organized like continues to develop. Like I think we're seeing a lot more like streamlined messaging. We're not seeing as much like long form content that isn't like in a blog or article kind of area. So like when you think about like old home pages or like old service pages, like they were really, really long. They mm-hmm. were really content dense, but like that's just not how people like surf the internet anymore. Like they're looking for what can solve my problem or answer my question and they're looking for it in the quickest way possible. So I think we're seeing like streamlined content on websites, not as like just dense because of like you're you're trying to like scam like the SEO process or something. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. And with social media accounts, you don't own that. Like, especially your Facebook account. Like, if Facebook shuts down tomorrow, like, Zuckerberg does not owe you, like, your followers or your pictures or your posts or anything at all. Well, remember when Instagram went down and all the people panicking who just run their business solely off of Instagram, like, influencers and stuff, and it's like, and they talk all the time about, well, if Instagram goes down, like, here's my plan, or if Instagram just happens to not be here tomorrow, that is a very real fear especially with um like the the possibility to like sell your products and services on instagram now too like i i just i wouldn't try i wouldn't trust them with that like when you have the ability to have an e-commerce platform that like you are in control of and that you have like a dev team that's like ready to help you the second that you need help or the second you need something updated like i would not trade that for selling on instagram yeah Yeah, part part of the uh the the fascination and I'm going to have all my stuff on you know, Amazon or all my stuff on Facebook or all my stuff on Google or all my stuff on Instagram. Um, it gets, it's exciting because like, oh, these are big companies that won't let me down. But like you just said, Zuckerberg doesn't owe you anything. If Facebook goes down, he's not worried about your cupcake shop in Des Moines, Iowa. Like he's literally worried about how much ad money am I losing per second while the stuff is down. So it might be a day or two until it gets fully back up and running. Core stuff might get running pretty quick so ads can start running, but he's not worried about your business. And whereas, uh, like, if you're in control of your website or you've got uh, a team like ours managing it, that seems more scary because you're like, oh, this is just a you know piddly team that you know, well, somewhat piddly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're professional piddly, but you know, we're we're not we're not Zuckerberg, we're not Amazon. You know, we're a small small business. Um, but you know, we have a vested interest to make sure our clients succeed because mm-hmm. if they don't, they're going to fire us, and then we don't make money, and yep. we can't pay our bills. So, like, we literally care about all of our clients. We like to pay Agreed. our bills, you know. Sometimes. <clears throat> okay. Well, actually, I wanted to add something really quick because this question, I was actually asked, it can kind of take a turn here. I was asked one time if somebody needed or should have their own website who's part of a bigger company, but it's almost like he runs his own like business off of this company. And he's like, you know, we obviously have the the major company website but I have the the ability to like market myself. He's like, should I have a website? And I think the answer to that is yes, so that somebody can very simply and easily find what exactly you provide instead of having to sift through a bunch of information on a larger website that doesn't necessarily pertain to them or their area, especially if you work local and this is like a, a national company. I think it's a great idea to have your own page, your own information, if you have the ability, because like Ellen said, it's people want relevant information as quickly as they can get it and as easily as they can consume it. So absolutely. Yeah. The company that he's associated with is in it for them. 
not necessarily they need their independent workers to also make money mm -hmm. but they don't care whether it's you making money or the next page makes money they just need someone to make a hundred dollars so they can take 80 of it right that's in the end so if you have your own brand you've got a vested interest in how <clears throat> successful you are not necessarily how successful everyone mm -hmm. around you is mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i feel like that's hard too when you're talking about like on that like those really large scale companies because i i get where they're coming from of like they want to make sure that they're um they're keeping their image um, consistent mm -hmm. across the web. And I understand that. But like, if it's more so like, if it's less about the name and more about the company or the organization, like I'm thinking about um, the ballroom website that we're working on right now, like, yeah, they're a part of like a larger, like, company nationwide, but they're working with a smaller developer with us so that they can develop something that's very like, personal and specific to that ballroom space. Um, so you still have the backing of the national brand, but you also have that personal touch of something that's exactly that what this company needs instead of it just looking like a cookie cutter website mm -hmm. or like a part of a bigger website that it gets lost and it's hard for people to find what they need. So keep that in mind as well. Agreed. Agree. Agreed. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that answers our first question. Good. All right. See you later, everybody. Are we ready for the next one? Oh, we have more? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Are you ready? I thought, oh, we're going, yeah. I thought yeah, we were yeah. going around Robin. Yeah, Was yeah, that your idea? yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm ready. Agreed. Okay. Radio silence. Shoot. So um, something I get often, I think we all have gotten this, is um, how do I show up higher in Google search results? Mm-hmm. Why am I not showing up on the Google? <laughs> I love how you worded that. <laughs> I know, I had to. Because literally, it's it's a... It's a, such a vague question, like, but they're, you know, w with a very long, large answer that's dependent <laughs> on many factors. So um, why why are you not showing up on Google or how do you get higher in search results? Well, meet with us and we'll tell you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're going to gatekeep all our secrets. Yeah. Call Sign us. up for this email. Call list. us for a $100 consultation and we'll d tell you at least two of the 400 secrets there are. Yeah. The, the reason it's not instantaneous is because... Google doesn't want it to be instantaneous mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it wouldn't be – everyone can't be instantaneously, number one. Right. Uh, two, they make money from selling ads. So they don't necessarily – they're not necessarily in the market of making a small business owner that doesn't spend money with them great. Mm -hmm. But the, the caveat in there is if you are great and you do have great content and people go to your website, spend a lot of time there, click around, fill out a submission form, buy e-commerce, that sends signals back to Google – that says, ah, dang, they're good. They're not paying us, but we still have to show them. Because if you think of Google as a business, which they are, their their business is uh, someone goes and asks them a question, and then they give you an answer. And mm -hmm. if you go to Google enough and don't, uh, you ask the, the, the questions and you don't get the right answers, what are you going to do? Go to DuckDuckGo. You're going to go to DuckDuckGo, thankfully, or you're going to ask Jeeves because he's still out there answering Jeeves. questions for us. Wonder or Yahoo these days. or any of Google's competitors. Or TikTok. Apparently, people are doing more searches on TikTok, which I don't believe. Uh, I literally did a search on TikTok the other day because I, I needed to, to know how to do something. All right, something. children. Okay. Anyway, Sorry. but <laughs> but that's 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 the thing. It's because it's not instantaneous, and people often don't have the patience, which is why Google says, "Well, we're 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 not going to make it an instantaneous thing for you, but it can be with ads. Pay for ads, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And to answer the question of how can you show up better in search results, one advertising, um, <clears throat> but more importantly, uh, John, you brought up a good point. <laughs> Making sure your website is relevant and 
um, has information that people are searching for and can be easily found, making sure your website is optimized and user-friendly. So is it optimized for mobile? Um, are people ab- able to navigate it well? Is it loading quickly? Um, do you have appropriate content? Do you have enough content? So um, you've probably heard the word keyword thrown around a few times. Um, These keywords are things that you should have within your website so that when people are searching for them, like, uh, where can I get ice cream near me? Um, Hopefully, Young's Dairy is going to show up if you're around Yellow Springs. Um, But you want to have this information that people are searching for in an easy-to-consume format and also that works. So that's number one. Take a look at your website Um, Take a look at the content you have on your website. It might be something as simple as you're wanting to you have a new service um, and you're wanting to show up for that service, but it didn't dawn on you. You don't necessarily have any content on your site talking about that service at all yet. But you're just like, why am I not showing up when people are searching this? Um, Well, it's simple. You don't have that information on your website. As far as Google is concerned, you don't provide that service. So organically speaking, you'll want to go in and start to add that content and make it relevant to these people that are searching. But again, as John said, if you're impatient and you just want to show up now and you want to beat all of the competitors out, then you can pay for ads and you can refer to our previous episode when we talked all about Google ads and how wonderful they are and also how just consuming they are. Yeah, Thankfully, Google came up with a good solution for not showing up quickly. Just pay them. <laughs> just pay us yeah. and we'll show you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not yellow pages. You can't just like put three A's at the beginning of your company name and like show up very first on the first. Did line. you see? Speaking of, there was a uh, I want to say it was a, a dentist office. It was like dentist near me. Yeah, and that's what he named his company was dentist near me. That's and so hilarious. when you type in dentist near me, he pops up pretty yeah. regularly. Smart. <laughs> it's I really love that. Smart. Um, what's also I think important to remember about search results is. Um, I think this is really frustrating for small to medium-sized businesses in particular because it's not something where we can give you a complete answer because we don't know. Like, there's no specific... Like, if you do A and B, then you will, like, be first in line. Like, Google doesn't give us all that information. We have as much information as we possibly can, and we have the experience of helping other small businesses to back it up. But, like, it's... It's not a foolproof plan because one, Google's not going to give us all that information. And two, they're continually changing it and updating it. But like rest assured, like we are trying to figure out as much as we possibly can Mm -hmm. to give you as many tools as possible. But it's not like a flip a switch kind of thing. Like digital marketing in general isn't anymore. I think to some degree it used to be, but now like it's, it's extremely saturated. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a lot more competition online and like, you're going to have to put in some work. Um, That would be my next point would be like just competition wise. If you're a business that doesn't have necessarily a lot of competition, like you, you're kind of the only person around you that does this, then it might be a little easier for you. But if you Mm -hmm. are um, in an industry that there are just businesses everywhere that do this, and especially larger businesses um, that have just a lot of money and time and employees that are Maybe they're putting out blog posts like every other day. So they have just like a ton of content to show up on in Google search results pages. Um, And you're just a small business that, you know, isn't doing that. You're not adding to your website. You don't have the capacity to do so. Um, Unfortunately, there's not much you can do when these larger companies are beating you out. It's just kind of a, a, a fact that, you know, that you just have to find a workaround. Maybe you focus your efforts you know, somewhere else or you decide, okay, we should start blogging. 
Yeah, the, the second we figure out or other people figure out, here's the gimmick to get you ranked number one, Google changes their algorithm because that's that's their game. Yep. So we as marketers play the game with Google. Google plays the game back at us. But things that uh, are going to stand the test of time are uh, reviews. You know, po- That's a positive uh, reinforcement that you are a legit company, A, and you're a legit company that does well by your people, B. The number of reviews, uh, the frequency of how many people come to your website on various search terms, and also how long you've had that domain and had a website there. So like if I had icecream.com, uh, we would probably still pr- rank pretty well for ice cream on a, in a general search, not just here in Yellow Springs. Uh, but that can't be a ranking signal as much anymore because just because I have icecream.com doesn't mean I'm the authority on ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, but things things that can't be manipulated as much, like reviews, uh, like click-through rates, like the amount of time that someone spends on your site and does some kind of action, whether it's a form fill out or an e-commerce purchase or clicked around a couple pages and spent a couple minutes. Those are all things that Google sees and goes, they're an authority on whatever search term they started with. I'm going to continue showing people that site when people search things like this. Yeah, so point being, give the people what they want. Hey, mm-hmm. look at that. Ooh, it's a party. <laughs> Agreed. <clears throat> is it my turn for a question? It sure is. So here's something that um, we hear sometimes when we're talking to clients about local search or online reputation management saying, uh, I don't, I don't want to get reviews online. Like I don't want to get reviews on Google. Like I don't want to, you know, whether it's an insurance company that they're legally not uh, obligated to ask for reviews or get reviews or financial planners or some, sometimes like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to be on Google or Yelp or Facebook. Well, too bad. Too bad. Cause you're going to be there regardless. And if you don't pay attention to it, bad things happen. Point being, um, Youngs, we, we paid attention to a lot of those things early on, uh, except for TripAdvisor, which is just a weird one that I didn't really think TripAdvisor mm. was all that important in the algorithms of Youngs. Um, but for uh, at least two years before I saw it, there was a review on there that said, I know for a fact that they don't make their own ice cream there. <laughs> I've talked to people. I know for a fact they don't make their ice cream there, which we've made our ice cream here since the 80s. You can literally watch it being made then and now while you're in the new store. So we have always made it. Well, not always, but we've made our ice cream since the 80s. So that review sat out there for at least two years. Um, can I say it turned away any business? Probably some, but not like, a you know, not millions of dollars. But case being, that review sat out there for a while. Probably some people saw like they, they lost a little bit of trust in Young just because some random person some Karen, I'll call her Karen. Some Karen knows for a fact knows for Karen's a fact that Youngs doesn't make the right. Karens be wild. Karens do be wild. Yeah. So you, you're going to have all of there's there's so many review sites and directories out there, but Google, Facebook, Yelp, TripAdvisor, Foursquare. We start getting we start getting into the not as importance after that. Yeah. But these are things. All of these places are going to create a, a, a landing page slash directory site for you, regardless of whether you pay attention to it or not. Mm-hmm. So it's in your best interest mm-hmm. to own that directory. Whether you do anything with it or not is up to you, but own it. Because uh, if uh, Google does this even to, to Young's when we do pay attention, they change our hours from periodically. Or uh, a couple months ago, I had I actually I have an inroad with Google because they've used us for market research a couple times. They were posting menu items from the Golden Jersey Inn, which hasn't been open since March 2019, March 2020, 2020, 2020, March 2020. 
that uh, there are chicken and dumplings still on the online menu for the dairy store, which not <clears> only do we, well, I guess we did serve chicken and dumplings at the dairy store for a hot minute, as Ellie will remind me that we shouldn't bring that back. They should but, definitely be on the menu. But there, it was our old Golden Jersey menu was on our Google listing for our menu, and people, oh, I drove two hours for chicken and dumplings, and you don't have them. That's, ri- that's ridiculous drive anyway. two hours enough for chicken and dumplings because yeah. that's why we have an event center now. You right. passed, passed your Dutchman. You should have stopped there. They've got great chicken and dumplings. But we didn't have control over that. And they said, well, we saw it on your website because people conflate Google with website. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I saw it on your website. Well, please show me on my website. And they're like, oh, I went to Google. And then, blah, blah. okay, that's not our website. And I'm sorry that you saw that. And so we look like buffoons because we're not keeping track of our stuff. When in reality, we keep pretty good close eye on it. All of these things change without you. They'll post wrong hours. They'll post wrong menu items. They'll post wrong details. They'll put wrong phone number. They'll change your website. If you're not attached to these things, it makes you look foolish in the eyes of the consumer. Agreed. We do have an entire episode that I would recommend that you listen to about this. Also, I'd like to point out that John just asked the question and answered it. He did. You didn't even take a breath to let oh, no. anyone like you get, fired up and ready for you this guys, one. You guys just run run without me. So I'm, I just wanted to, I know. I, well, I want, sometimes, you know, we just don't know if you're going to speak up or not. So Do you not want me to speak up? No, we like it. I like it. Okay, it's I'll nice. hit mute and go walk through the corn maze. No. I'll be out in 15 minutes. Doubt 15 it. minutes? I, well, I know the path. Oh, no, well, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> no one likes a cheater. Okay, Ellie Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, if you're listening. <clears throat> I'm available. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> we saw your yacht in, in San Diego. It's I'll true. be there next week. <laughs> There's a bill that used to work at Microsoft. I got I got your girl. <laughs> what if oh, Bill Gates God. really did listen to our podcast, guys? That would be great. I know. All right. Well, that's a dream world. So moving on. I mean, you guys can also answer the question unless I answered it so completely and shut no, it down. No, it was no, just you really, really did answer it very well. There is not really much else to say. Yeah, it's if you Sorry. don't want to do it, that's too bad. You're it's going to look bad if you don't do it. So you, you, it's in your best interest too. The cool kids are yeah. doing it. Yeah, we should too. I wish that I could yeah, I think- be like the cool kids. I'm going to sing in every episode from now on. Please do. Um, I think I hesitate to say this because I'm not a small business owner, so. I've just conceded to not look at either of you. I'm just looking out into I the know. farm. So you just have to deal with that at this point. That's fine. Um, but there are some things that if you are going to own and operate a business in 2022, you just have to deal with that being a part of running the business. And digital marketing is mm-hmm. one of those things. Like, I think I've seen a lot of small businesses, especially the ones that have been around for decades, like they try to hold out and literally all you're doing is hurting your business. Yeah, people um, are going to write reviews <clears throat> regardless of if you're asking them to or not. They're going to look for a website. They're going to look for a social media like presence. Like, and, and depending on your company and your industry, social media may be a little bit different. But, like, they're going to look for a website. They're going to look for reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Either you can do a really good job at it or you can let it hurt your business. Yeah. Like, the choice is yours. Yeah, there's probably a, a hierarchy of things to pay attention to. And yes. I, I have to spend time really thinking about what that hierarchy is. But... Google, Facebook are definitely the part of the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, after that, Yelp, not as important for like brands like ours. Shout out ours. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, Yelp bugs me constantly to, to do ads. I'm like, no. Or Better, better Business Bureau. Also, they, conti- they they bugged me this week. I haven't bugged me for years because I told them to stop bugging me because yeah. I'm not going to give them any money because they you have to pay money to get fully like engaged in, their, in your directory on there. Mm-hmm. But like... My argument to Better Business Bureau is like people can see the work I do. Like if I'm hiring a contractor or a plumber or an electrician, like I can't see the work they did. 
and I want to see from customers that people didn't like have fault with them or they if they did have fault they went and fixed it so mm-hmm. that's what the Better Business Bureau is for like literally all of our clients you can see what we've done for them whether it's a website or social media or both so like I, I don't need to pay the Better Business Bureau to be on their website so there, there's 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 got to be a hierarchy there you can't you can't put your head in your sand for everything, but you also can't do everything. Right. So I, you should call us. Figure yeah. out what's most important. Yeah. yeah. Give us a call. If, you can, we'll if you're having a hard time figuring out what should be most important based on your company and your industry and your location, we can help with that as well. Yeah. So we can help. We All can right. help. We can help. We can also hurt. But, yeah. you know, that's when we, we don't, don't plan on that, though. No, no, no. I don't plan on hurting <laughs> anyone. But, you know, if you push me, uh, you know, push comes to shove. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. On that note, moving Anywho's. on. Um, <clears throat> all right. I'm going to ask this one because I know Ellen's ready to answer it. Uh, so I'm going to mute on my phone um, and talk. Oop. Oh, my gosh. Um, so how do I grow my email list for email marketing? Uh, can I just purchase a list? Ooh, the sigh. <laughs> She's got the sigh, guys. Please don't buy an email list. Please don't. Can I rent one? Nobody wants Lease. your unsolicited email. No matter how beautiful you think it looks or how important you think the message is, Nobody wants it if they did not sign up for it. Correct. It's going to hurt you. Um, Also, if you're doing business within the EU, you could get into some legal issues if you decide to do that. I don't live in the EU. Um, We have some clients that do work in the EU. I was joking. I was being facetious. Yeah. But um, everything is pointing to the U.S. will eventually adopt similar laws um so like keep in mind that like that that is coming like there will be more regulation around that in the future which i don't think it's a bad thing to do that um so if you're not going to buy your email list where do you find them um so what you're going to want to do is obviously have an email sign up list on your website um first and foremost that lets people know what they're signing up for and what they can expect in their inbox um, and then you can promote that however you see fit, obviously, throughout your social media channels. Um, if you already have like a customer email list to start and you have received um, permission to email them, you could let them know like, hey, if you think other people would be interested in signing up for this, you can do that here. Um, I've seen people run ad campaigns about like, hey, if you want to sign up for this email list to receive this kind of information, you can. Also, if you have a physical location, you can have like either a sign or something that you pass out that has um, like a QR code. Thank you. <laughs> that was a bug, everyone. It wasn't just Ellen making a point. <laughs> I flicked it. I flicked it, and it went over to Ellen, and then I couldn't stop looking at it. And then it she was a spider. It. it was a spider. So, oh, I'm sorry about the life that I took, but I'm not sorry at the same time. He was distracting us from our. I think podcast. I've got a. I think I've got a sad noise for a spider. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh my gosh! Um, Ten minutes later. No. Um, but anyway, so um, you, there we go. Oh yeah, you can also <laughs> sign up like a sign up. You can um, oh create a QR code that like automatically takes people to the sign up list so that they can submit their email there. Um, but I think the bigger thing to remember about like how big your email list is is to also remember like why, like why are you trying to get to insert the number of emails that you think that you should have, mm-hmm. um, because. Emailing people is like, it can be so valuable if it's done correctly, um, because these are people that like, it it takes some effort to sign up for an email list, which is silly to say because it doesn't, but like when it comes to like actions in the digital space, like it it takes more than just like liking something or like sending a quick comment or something. Um, So these are people that have raised their hand that want to hear from you. Um, And so if that means that your email list is only 
a hundred people, but you know, your conversion rate is super, super high, then like, that's great. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. Like you don't necessarily need an email list. That's like thousands of people. If it's people that don't care about your message or don't want to open your email. Exactly. So I think that like people kind of like hide behind like this random metric that they feel like is important, but it's not actually helping them get back to any of their bigger business goals. So then it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. And I think that that is a big point into like, why not purchase an email list? Obviously it's the people that you're purchasing. They've never expressed interest in your business. You're just purchasing an email list that these people have never even probably heard about you. And I know the argument there might be, well, we're trying to get people to hear about us. We're trying to get our name out there. Um, but there are also other ways to do that, that, that part, that aspect, the awareness aspect doesn't necessarily have to be done through email. Um, your email marketing should be reserved for those valuable customers that have expressed interest in your business or, you know, they are a customer, they've made a purchase, they've signed up for your services and they want to be updated on maybe some specials that you have coming up this month or just other information that you want to get out there to your customer base. Um, So you have to think of it, it's kind of like you don't necessarily want or need to do everything in marketing because you think you have to. Think about what each channel and avenue is going to do for you and figure out what's going to be most important. And just like social media can't do everything for you, email marketing can't do everything for you. But it is a wonderful supplement if you do it right. And I also think, like, not to just, like, beat this subject to the ground, but, like, I think... Like the spider. Yeah, like a dead horse. Were you about to say that and then you got sad? Beat this Um, dead spider. A little bit. I I think to be... Bless his heart. Wow. So good. Moment of silence, please. Just really straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) Alan's going to kill us. (laughs) I think... You you genuinely need to think about the ethics before you go and buy an email list oh, yeah. because every single person that I have interacted with that they wanted to buy an email list is the exact same person that would be absolutely livid if they received an email that they did not sign up for. Oh, so 100%. Ca- counter argument. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not pro buying an email list, but they, they, there wouldn't be a market for them if they didn't work. So just because just be, just because you. Well, I'd say they wouldn't be as prominent if they didn't work at all. There are lots of scam companies and industries that are pretty large. Like think about like the the we can fix your SEO for like ninety nine dollars. True, Tons but but there's there's an them. actual I think there's an actual marketplace for email directories. So even if it's like I bought a hundred thousand emails and of the hundred thousand, five people bought something from me. That's a, such a stupid low. It's like point oh oh five. Yeah, but is it ethical? Is it ethical? No, but these, it, I'm not, if I send an email, I say I buy a hundred thousand people of interested website bu- buyers, which isn't a thing. But if I send it out to a hundred thousand people and five people bought a website from me, is it ethical how I got their email? No, but did I give them the opportunity to hear about my services? And they did. And they said, I want to work with you regardless of how you reached out to me. I still want to work with you. Again, I hear where you're coming from. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's good. I we're not going to do that anytime. Soon. We're not going to do it because I, you know, I, I, I don't. you're playing devil's advocate, which I do. Yeah, appreciate. get out of here, though. Mm, devil's. Ad- oh, what? I was a, what? I don't know. I was trying to do a De Niro, and I, I, no. I couldn't. I couldn't channel it correctly, you so failed I just, miserably. I just, sorry, we're going to cut that part out. <laughs> no, it has to stay forever. Um, no, I. I mean, I hear where you're coming from. That like, 
it's obviously like, it came from somewhere, right. but like I, I just don't, I think there are, there are a lot of other options and I think it's there the are. same people that are looking for like that, that immediate satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and they want a quick fix for things yeah. instead of taking the time to build something that's going to work for you way better and look way better on your brand. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind is that these, like these email marketing platforms like MailChimp and Active Campaign and others like they're, they're HubSpot, like they're getting better and better and better at like realizing when a list is poor anyway. Um, and they're cracking down on that. So like they are going to be like, uh, are you allowed to send to these people anyway? And then like, you're just gonna, you're going to get X'd out of people's emails anyway. Like they're, you're not going to get through their, um, to the, to their inbox anyway. Mm-hmm. You had made um, a point, uh, in your, in your first, your first, uh, monologue of, of taking email lists and saying, <laughs> You know, when you, when uh, we've had a couple of clients that have come on for email marketing and they say, so I've got a thousand emails here. Like there are people that have opted in, but I haven't sent them an email in like a year or two years even. Like what I've, I have these emails. We've never used them for anything. What would be your suggestion to get them started in email marketing those people? Okay. So I would recommend first starting with an email just being like, like kind of reminding people, Hey, you signed up for this. Are you still interested in hearing from us here? And then kind of give them a preview of what the emails are going to entail. So that then at that point, people can decide if they still want to be a part of the list or not. Um, so like we have a client, um, that they have a pretty large patron list. Um, but like, so every few years, but people like move out of the area or like they're no longer interested. So we make it very clear if somebody does want to opt out. And then every few years, we also send out an email of like, hey, are you still interested in hearing from us? Um, and some people say yes. And then some people say no, like either this email isn't even active anymore or I moved out of the county. So like, I, I don't need to get this anymore. Um, so I think like if you're if you're just starting up with that email list that you haven't sent anything to, start with cleaning it up as much as you can and then regularly clean up your email list. Like I have another client that like I would prefer that they were to send me um, a new email list at least once a quarter and they have not sent me an email list within a year. <laughs> um, and so like I know that like some of our numbers are rough because we're sending to people that are no longer interested because we haven't been able to go through that process of cleaning it up. And MailChimp um, does a good job of that. They do um, yeah. soft bounces and hard bounces. So if it's a hard bounce, like this email address doesn't exist, gone, it's gone off your list. Yeah. A, so you're not getting billed for it. And B, so you're not just wasting time. Uh, soft bounces are like, well, sh- may have showed up in their spam or didn't get delivered this time because their inbox was full. Mm-hmm. God, who, who has a full inbox so full that they couldn't get an email? I haven't deleted an email since don't I started me, working for Shadow Design. That. That's, well, I, I don't I save them, but I don't save them in my inbox. You sort them, right? Like they're not literally in your inbox. My oh are. my god. Yeah, mine are too. Which is oh shocking. Oh my god. It's shocking to me that Ellen's is like that. But very mine is, shocking. Mine is like that to an extent. Oh, you're a hot mess. I, I yeah, yeah, I know. I have yeah, a I folder am. for two clients. Good God. That shocks me like I've Just never, beyond. yeah, I've never heard anything more shocking in my 40 years of being on this planet. It's insane. Well, I don't, I think that like Google's just really like Gmail's really good about like, if I need to find something, I just put in the search terms and like, it's there. Like it's not, that's it's also true. It's that's true. It's all there. But just knowing who you are as a person, it is shocking that like you, your email Listen, you guys, is not sorted. I can't always be. Perfect. Okay. Oh like, I have to have some. Oh gloss. my god. Don't turn this around on us. Get You're disorganized, here. and you've pitched us as the, I'm the queen of organization. Right. Don't turn this around on us. That's not fair. It's my one 
fault. <laughs> okay, then you don't get any more. Oh, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. Oh, it's my turn. It yeah, is your turn. It is your turn. We have time for a couple See, more, maybe. Now I'm disorganized again. Um, how are we doing on time? We are, we're at 36 minutes-ish. Oh, okay, we're yeah, we right. could do. We could okay. do one or two more. Um, oh, I don't have a grinds my gears. Better start thinking. Oh, it's yours. Ellen's, I it was mine. Ellen's inbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ellen's, Ellen's little lie she told about being so organized. Listen, Linda. <laughs> I am not going to spend time on things that are not going to be helpful for me. And I have worked at Shadow Design for three years That's and I've never needed for my email to be more organized than it is right now. That's fair. Okay. So there. Well, I appreciate right. you taking my, my page on these, uh, sorting the support emails. Yes, that is very helpful. Because that okay. that's how I sort. That's that. how I sort my emails. My client. Oh. In my inbox, like I have a folder for every client. I mean, I probably should. I actually do too. See. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just labeled as the hot mess. So <laughs> you're looking real bad right now, Ellen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> All right, here, I revoke base camp. I'll, I'll play some. Uh, I'll play some hold music while you cuss us out. <laughs> Okay, I do have my my question though. Okay. okay. Um, what can I do if I have a small budget, a small marketing budget? What are your <clears throat> recommendations, John? Are you going to monologue next? Ouch. I mean, uh, like small, like super small, or just like smaller than average? What if we like threw out a random number of like, if you have this, this is what we recommend? Sure. Yeah, because I I think it goes back to what we we're talking about—the hierarchy of stuff. Like, if I've got if I've got like five thousand dollars and i need but it goes back to your point of saying well like what am i what are my goals here yeah so, so it's, a, it's a loaded question yeah, it is a loaded let's question. say let's say i am a let's say i am a small business hello small business in springfield ohio i sell frozen yogurt oh <gasps> froyo i love froyo Fro do you have all like the gummy bears the and stuff? i was just gonna yeah. say gummy bears I had frozen yogurt bears. last week that was cake batter flavored. Oh, Yum. it was so good. The Minchies near us had cake batter and Oreo in the in the same mm. thing, so you could split like it together. Like swirl them, and then just add some gummy okay. in there. Anyway, so I am Oreos, a frozen yogurt shop in Springfield, Ohio. Okay, and my goal is you're gonna get knocked to... out by Youngs. Sorry about you. Ouch! You picked the wrong town. Sorry. There's only Herndon, one. Virginia. They don't have frozen yogurt. This town's only big enough for one, Derek. <laughs> Actually, Herndon <laughs> is really lacking in like frozen <clears throat> dessert options anyway. Really? Mm. Yeah. That's All unfortunate. Right. Yeah, we only have one ice cream shop, and it's a chain. Boo. What chain? Secreters. Dairy Queen. I like Dairy Queen. I do like Dairy Queen. I probably shouldn't okay. say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, cut. it's fine, but it's Beep. not Youngs, you know, or like Jenny's. Yeah. So, There's any Jenny's in Virginia? There is, but the closest one you. is in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweat bee. <laughs> sweat bee, Ellen just almost slipped the table. <laughs> I saw that all happen. I saw. I did, I did too. I saw her notice it first, I and I was like, "She's gonna freak out because it just flew right in front of her face." And then you did. You freaked out. This is what happens when we do an outside podcast. There's gonna be elements. I know. I love it, and I wish that we were <laughs> video recording this. Okay, so you're a uh, Froyo shop in Herndon, in, Virginia. In Herndon, Virginia, good. All right. It's my third year in business. Third year in business. Okay. Um, I haven't started with digital marketing yet. Any digital marketing? Do you have a Facebook page? I have. I have an Instagram, and it's pretty good. I've okay. got like a few thousand followers. Okay. Do you have a website? No. Do you have a domain? Oh my god. No. What's oh your email my. address? 
I don't have one yet. Is it just Ellen <laughs> at gmail.com? I, I don't sort my email, so I have one. What's the name of your company? Um, Ellie Gates' Froyo. <laughs> the Gates Froyo Foundation. It's <laughs> a good name. Okay. But any hoodle. What's um, your, what's your, other than having like good frozen yogurt, what's your, like, what's your value this proposition? It's not fun for me anymore. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I'm coming up with this business. Um, Local Froyo, we make it ourselves. Ooh, locally sourced frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt stuff. Okay. <laughs> frozen frozen, frozen yogurt. yogurt products. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, you've got okay. So you've got a you've got an Instagram. This is really off the rails. Yeah. Well, you're giving it. it yeah. I think so it makes sense because you say well, this about, is this is how we talk to small business owner like with sweat beads and everything. No, I feel all the anxiety that I realize now that I'm creating to these that small people, business people owners when we ask them all these well, questions. But that's why we yeah. send them that worksheet so they can yeah, work through it ahead true. of time. Like you can think about these it. Are, these are questions yeah. that we ask in a worksheet where yes. you've got your own time to, to ruminate um, on them. But I decided that I needed to start doing some digital marketing, um, connect with my customers more. That's normally like the first goal that people tell us that they have and it's very big. Um, and I have set aside $9,000 for marketing this year. Sweet. So uh, you're going to give me $8,500 in free yogurt, and I'm going to run a $500 ad campaign for you yeah. and get more people in your door. Yeah. Deal. Moving on. No. So, <laughs> you know, I'd say, what, you know, we'd, we would ask, what, what, do you want, what do you want from this $9,000? Do you want to turn it into $40,000 of business this summer, or do you want to turn it into revenue that continues to ha- you know, you know, create a, a very loyal client base that continues to come back? Yes, that. So, you know, uh, a birthday, a birthday uh, list, email, email birthday list would be a great start. Low cost. It really only you, you pay as you go because you pay as you build your list. Because it sounds like you've got zero people on your list. It's mm-hmm. true. So we're going to start at free uh, for, uh, for the email marketing part of it. Well, but most of my customers are like, you know, kids coming after school to just get ice cream. So like, why would I need an email list? Well, what, what point of sale do you use, smart Alec? No, I'm asking a good question that's going to lead you. Well, to I'm asking you what point of sale you use because a lot really of point of sales. Toast, great. They've got a they have a great loyalty program that you can just get their their text numbers as you go through. And the it, answer was supposed to be they have parents that need to sign up for an email list. Well, I'm sorry, small business owner. I was go- I was taking you down a path that might be more beneficial for you <laughs> because Toast has a loyalty program that once you sign up for it and you give them your phone number or your email address. It gets attached to your card, so you don't even have to sign in every time. So every time you come in and swipe your card, it gets you get points automatically. Oh, that's how that does. So I then you get rewards. Coffee at my favorite coffee shop. Yeah, yeah so you, get, you, you get rewards back. So that's a great plan. So you can use email marketing to a create a birthday list and also promote the fact that you can get your loyalty program. That's true. Yeah. So that's step one. Do I need a website? Yes. Yes. Refer back to the beginning of this podcast. Um, I would recommend. It doesn't even have to be like, especially you're saying you're a very small business, just like a local company. Um, you only you don't have a ton of money to work with this year. Um, it doesn't have to be a super involved website as long as it is clean. It has information. Um, I think it's a, a unique opportunity to to kind of talk about on your website, not just who you are, but like what are you doing in the community? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of small businesses have like program set up or they ha- donate or they do things like oh proceeds today like half of our proceeds are going to this like that's really awesome that's a really awesome way to get that information out there and tell people a little bit about who you are and to the community and what you're doing so 
yes, you absolutely should have a website. You should have a platform to be able to put these things on there outside of just your Instagram. But I think it's wonderful that you have such a good presence and following on Instagram. Um, yeah, it sounds like if you've point. got if you've got a great presence on Instagram, you know how to do visuals, right? Yeah. Sure, your froyo looks amazing. Yeah. So a website would be a great place to showcase seasonal flavors, events that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a huge website with a blog and an e-commerce site. You could use the e-commerce site and sell sell your great T-shirts that I saw in the window, or sell gift cards in the holiday season. I would recommend to myself the Self? simple website design program by Shout Out Design. Ooh. The middle level. I don't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> the middle level. It's, we but, we didn't come up with a great name. But for it's e-commerce. Um, you get five pages for your website. Um, so that's really all you would need at that point. You can grow it down the line if you need to. Um, ongoing hosting and maintenance for an entire year. And I believe that middle level, it's four fifty a month for a year. So that's I what's the math on that? Be forty eight hundred plus twelve times fifty, so it'd be fifty four hundred. Yeah, fifty four hundred for your website, which is like a really good deal over a year, and then that still leaves you like Almost four thousand dollars for the rest of your marketing for the year, which mm-hmm. is like still you can do a lot with that. As a yeah, because business. I mean, th- we've talked about this I think in another episode, but there are a lot of things that aren't going to cost a ton of money to do marketing wise. And like I'll say this, I mean, I know we obviously want to sell our services, but even if you just need someone to talk some stuff through with, ask us questions, there are things that you absolutely can do for yourself or do. That for free, basically, that is not hard, that will help you just take you to that next step. Um, but we know, uh, you know, we know small businesses, we know that sometimes it's just a matter of you need to f- like focus your thoughts. You mm-hmm. don't really know where to start. And even if that isn't paying us to do every single thing that you want to do, um, we can kind of help you organize that and at least talk through like a good starting point. Um, and especially like if we do decide, you know, yeah, the website is where we need to start. And if you want to start, with that, we're not going to push you into spending thousands more dollars with us right now. Let's start with that. And then as we start to grow, we can, you know, add more services or help you, you know, as you grow, you might get busier. So if you are currently managing your own social media, but now you're so busy and you want us to kind of take that responsibility, we can absolutely do that. So we would love to grow with you, basically. It's great. I mean, you guys are just killing it. We are so <laughs> That was my own song. I need to like. This is great. I'm a singer now, guys. Ellie Gates. The I do have a. Uh, uh, I have, have music on your song. Here, there you go. Can you sing along to that? That was too good. I was yeah. expecting it actually to be good. Yeah. Let's see what the next TikTok sound. Well, you know who that is. That's celebs coming in for the is Dave it? Chappelle show. Chappelle. Oh yeah, that's a that's, that's a nice ex- one. That's they're a- on the CO2 list. CO2. Carbon. The the oh, list of right right yeah yeah. 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 Am I losing my mind? No, no, you're right. It is carbon dioxide. Yeah, I was like, but I was just uh, trying to, do I sound I was really stupid what, right now? I didn't know what the correlation was. Yeah. Like, that's a plane. Are you talking about like my the, girl's on that list. <laughs> the celebs, T Swift. Taylor's at the oh, very yeah. top. Yeah. Even wore she her just shirt takes. Today in honor of it. Did you really? 
Ellen, get out of here. Not like in honor, in honor, but I am wearing Aww. the red album t-shirt. That was bad. What, did I hear one of the Kardashian sisters like takes a, like a four-minute plane ride yeah, several they, times a week? It would be like a, with traffic, it would end up being like a... Like a 40-minute drive? <clears throat> no, it would end up being like a two-hour drive because of traffic, okay. but like the plane ride, it's like... It's stupid. It's like a town over. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was feeling bad about flying in here yeah. instead of driving this weekend. <laughs> don't feel bad. I don't. I'm over it. Where were we? Uh, I think we we're done. We, <laughs> what grinds we, your gears, John? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of things grind my gears this week, ladies, but most of the things I can't talk about because of NDAs and oh. uh, sad agreements. So what I will talk about, I have a couple of things. Disorganization in inboxes. I agree with that. You know, I mean, it's um, it's a pet peeve of mine. Same. Although it's it's funny, I have two main inboxes: one for shouted out stuff, and then one I have a separate one for young stuff. I used to have them combined; that was way too messy. My young's inbox is is literally a hot mess. It's not great. It's it's like Ellen's inbox. Oh, okay. It's, you, you get what I'm saying. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. I, I guess I guess the one thing that kind of goes along with what we're talking about is kind of uh, the need for instant return on investment and the expectation that is not realistic that all things digital are boom mm -hmm. gonna make money and the the kind of the side piece off of that is saying that well uh i've talked to this company and they said i'm gonna start making money right away and what, what we try to do is uh, manage expectations it's like you will make money if you do these things and these things plus your business is actually good and you say what you're or you do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but if any part of those variables aren't accurate, like you're a bad business person or you trash people online, like we can't expect that your business is going to be wildly successful no matter what we do in digital marketing. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is be honest with you and say, okay, well, we're going to start on this path. Uh, but you know, if you have never maintained your Google listing before, if you're just setting up a Facebook page, you cannot expect to get a thousand people on your Facebook page in the next two weeks. You can't expect to get 10,000 people on your email list unless you buy them, which Ellen is going to give you big frowny faces for that. Yeah. So, so don't do not do that because I get Ellen frowny faces often. And it's not enjoyable. It's not. Apparently the eyebrows like really influence a lot of people's yeah, yeah, yeah. moves for the day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, agree. Agree. Wait, your eyebrows? My eyebrows. You have very expressive eyebrows. You do. That's true. I can tell when you get like excited about something. Your eyebrows yeah. go yeah. into your hairline. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen um, the movie Just Go With It in no. the beginning, you know, with Adam Sandler? Yes. Uh, yes. In the beginning where the girl with the crazy eyebrows and like she's laughing and her eyebrows like literally clear <laughs> up in her hairline. That's you when you get excited. Thanks. You're welcome. I will eventually have to get Botox though because I'm starting to get some. I have, a, I have now. a deep line now that I'm 30. I need to get both. I should have started three years ago. I'm getting this right here. I don't have that too bad, but yeah. Because yeah, I frown a lot. Oh, stop that. Aww. My pet peeve or my what grinds my gears? When Ellen frowns. When Ellen's sad. I don't want well, you to be when sad. when people make me frown, that's what When Ellen's so far away from the mic that we can't hear, that makes yeah. me sad. You know what? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my grinds my gears is... Uh, unreasonable expectations and mm -hmm. also other marketing agencies setting uh, unre unrealistic expectations, which makes us look like we're bad at what we do. In reality, we're just being realistic. Amen. I think it's always really interesting, too, when people expect like the instant <clears throat> gratification from digital marketing, because it's almost like 
you know, like how people get roped into MLMs because it's like, oh, you're going to like make yeah. thousands of dollars mm-hmm. in like three days. Um, and I feel like people end up looking at their marketing the same, but I think it's like, I saw a statistic that it was like, don't expect to make money if you just started a business within like the first five years, Yeah, which like, it doesn't always happen, but like regularly it does. So like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen this happen with a lot of our clients, but like, I've had a lot of discovery meetings with people that like, they, like they just started a business and like, they expect to be like rolling in it within like three months. And it's like, that's not how that works. Isn't it like 70 something percent of businesses fail within the first year? Amazon literally just started making a profit like 10 quarters ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like less than three years ago, they started, they turned their first profit and they were an enormous company then. And they're even bigger now. Same for Tesla. Tesla, mm-hmm. I think, was in the last two years. Yeah. They, they were not profitable, and they're still barely profitable, but you would say they are a very successful company. Yeah, so I guess I'm saying that to be like, it's not like we're just trying to get you to lower your expectations when you work with us, but it's like that that's what it means to like run a business. Yeah, <laughs> like, small business isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. No. It's it, a <laughs> lo- long effort that takes a lot of time, a lot of frowny faces, yeah, a lot of mean eyebrows. It's not just you getting to be your own boss kind of thing. No. Like, the, the whole you being your own boss thing is a scam anyway, because it if is. you are your own boss, that means that somebody else is your boss and that's your customer. So, or you two. Yeah. I'm sitting with two of my bosses right now. Exactly. Across the, across the field from my other bosses, probably wondering where I am because I'm not supposed to I be hanging out with you guys. I did see out here <laughs> yeah, earlier, yeah. and I was like, damn. Oh, he's like, where are all of my employees? <laughs> yeah. It's too nice of a day to be inside, though. It so is glorious. That's a, a Macklemore song, right? Glorious, glorious. You gonna sing us out again? I don't know if I have a, a good enough song. Here you go. I'll give you the. Do you I'll give you that girl on TikTok. Give you she dances beat. that song every single day. What? So she she has leukemia and she dances Aww. to that song every single day. She's done it for like two years now I haven't until seen. she's completely cured. Yeah, it's very cool. Aww. On that note, okay, give me a beat. Yo, 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 it's the weekend. <laughs> the what, are, what if they nice. listen to this on a Monday, though? Oh. Yo. Thanks for listening to Cousin. I can't rap over Scarlet. Smash that like button. <laughs> smash that like button, yo. Subscribe to Scarlet's Laugh-tastic and Stravaganza to laugh along. And when they're in town, stop by Frank. <laughs> what up, Frank? Coffee Frank in the house. The best coffee movies anywhere. Here you go. Feel that flow. No matter what day it is, get out and enjoy the weather. Hell yeah. <laughs> Language. <laughs> it's a rap. You have to at least give one one curse word. No, there's, there's Christian rap. <sighs> You're right. There is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's not good. <clears throat> That's not going to be in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.